Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow and the AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals and the 2-11 Cincinnati Reds. But hey, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. Up to 1,600 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, or should be watching on Facebook or Twitter, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, I always ask the same question. Why not? If you're not, subscribe to my channel. Do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you like to make sure that your comment gets read or answer a question you have for me, 
give me a super chat or you just want to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up there, everybody in the chat crew, stranger? Yep. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'm very, it's not me. It's you guys that have gotten me to 16. I am very happy. Haas, what's going on, Brad? You're in there. My boy, Doggy. What's up to everybody in the chat crew? So I hope you guys enjoyed what I've uh, been putting out on the channel today. I had a lot. I've already released two interviews I did uh, with uh, Justin Williams from The Athletic. We talked about not possibility of nine, nine Bearcats. Nine, you see it right there? Nine Bearcats that could be going in the NFL draft. That would be a record. We could possibly have two of them in the first round. So if you guys missed any of that interview, go check it out. I also uh, had Kevin Walker on here, who's a member of the 1988 Super Bowl team. Also, he's probably more well-known for uh, injuring Bo Jackson, but it's a really cool interview. And then tonight I'm premiering. I got hot take James. He's going to be on. It's going to be playing at eight o'clock tonight. So make sure you guys hit the reminder so you guys can check it out. All right. So we got the Reds tonight. First pitch is at six 40. Uh, it's Reds versus the Padres. Uh, I'm probably going to mess his name up, but pitching for the Reds is reliever real San Martin. I think that's how you say it with a 7.11 ERA. He is zero and two. Versus Joe Musgraves with a 1.89 ERA. He is 2-0. And the Reds made some roster moves today. Jonathan India is back. He's back from his right hamstring injury. They added to the 26-man roster infielder Matt Reynolds. They optioned Felipe Lopez out, which I'm kind of curious. What in the world does Felipe Lopez, excuse me, Felipe, <laughs> Alejo Lopez have to do to stay up here on this team? I mean, I... Think the kid gives pretty professional at bats. He can play third base. He can play second base. Give him a shot. I don't know why they keep sending him down, but they sent him down. And JT Riddle, we barely knew you. You have been designated for your designated for an assignment. So thank you for your services, and uh, you will be moving on with your life's work. So I don't know what is going on with the Reds. Uh, they have won a game, one game in a row. If they win two, as uh, to quote uh, the the movie Major League, that's what we call a winning streak, boys. And we will find out if they're able to do that at 640 tonight. Now, hopefully, things will start getting better when they start getting healthier. So, Jonathan Indian's back. That's that's better. Um, We need more guys come back. We need Moose come back. Uh, We need better play. (laughs) So, we'll see what happens. But the big news the thing everybody is excited about is the NFL draft, and it's here in two days. And like I said, I talked to Justin Williams today, earlier today, about how many Bearcats could possibly be in the draft. And we all know Sauce Gardner is a very good chance that he could go in the top three. And that would be huge for the Bearcats program if Sauce Gardner could go at three. Uh, and I really do think that uh, Desmond is going to be a first-round pick. I know people say they're not, but Justin brought up a very good point. There were lots of NFL executives from other team, other teams that were there talking to Desmond's wife. Um, Why are they putting so much effort into it if they're not really that interested? You know, and it's a quarterback. He's a quarterback, and he's a pretty darn good one. And I know if it was last year, of course he'd be a second round or a third round pick, but he's not. He's coming out this year, and. He's hoping to be picked the first 
quarterback overall, I don't know. I mean, not number one overall, but the first quarterback pick. I mean, of course, he'd love to be the first overall draft pick. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, my fear, I would, I've said this a couple times, um, that the Pittsburgh Squealers are going to draft him. So, I don't know. I, I If that happens, I will have to instantaneously stop rooting for him, which is really going to suck because I really like Desmond Ritter. I've been rooting for him for four years now, and he has brought the Bearcats program back from the abyss and along with Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant and all these other guys that are going to be drafted, which let's just go through. The, let's go through the list. If you guys don't know who they are, you got Sauce Gardner, you got Riddle, Alec Pierce. I really think he is moving up. I think there's a very good chance that he could be a second round pick the way things are going. He's tested really well. He's athletic as hell. He's very good at going up and high pointing the ball and getting, getting the catch. If you listen to uh, Dave Lapham's uh, uh, In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, he had Luke Fickle on there um, earlier this week. And Luke said there's a lot of times he's like, I'm just a dumb defensive coach, man. I just say just throw it up to Alec and let him go get it. And they would do that a lot. And Alec would go get it and come down with the ball. He's a lot more athletic than I think he's been given credit for. And he tested really well in the combine. So that's a guy I wouldn't be surprised if he if he could jump up maybe in the second round. Kobe Bryant, you know, I'm hoping he's there for the Bengals. If you watch the show, you know I am a big Kobe Bryant fan. Uh, or Maje Sanders, uh, he's another one that uh, is looking. He could be, I think, third, fourth round. He is needs to put some weight on, but he is what everybody wants is an edge. And uh, hey, the Bearcats they need an edge. I did a. Uh, uh, story earlier uh, last week turning Bearcats into Bengals. He's one I wouldn't mind the, the Bengals trying to get. So you got him. You got Darius, or excuse me, uh, Jerome Ford, the running back. <laughs> and my dog is wanting outside right now. Uh, Jerome Ford is the running back. And I know running backs don't go that high, but Jerome Ford has tested well. He looks good. I think he's going to be a very productive NFL draft, uh, NFL player. Darian Beavers is another one that I think people might be sleeping on a little bit. The big one that really is starting to go up people's uh, draft boards is Brian Cook, the safety. And I think it was Justin Williams or it was James Rapine, I don't remember, um, said that there's a very good chance that maybe he could be there for the Bengals. And, you know, the Bengals are probably, one of the needs I think is, sa is safety because of, the you don't know what's going on with, with Jesse Bates. If he's going to be here next year, uh, Von Bell is his contract is up. So essentially, both their contracts are up after this year. If you don't franchise Jesse Bates again, so I think they really do need to get a safety. And Brian Cook, I think, would be a very good one to try and get. Now, Brad here says, he said, I think we need to trade up for Sauce. Now, lots of people have said that to me, and I look, I love Sauce. I would love to get Sauce Gardner, but. There are so many, I won't say holes, they're not holes, too many depth pieces that this team needs. Like I just talked about, we need safety depth. We need, we need, do need a corner. Uh, we need a, a probably a fourth wide receiver. We, we, you know, you know, we need a tight end. There's lots of guys that we need and to trade up to get sauce would cost us a lot of draft capital that I'm not willing to give up because I think that they can get a very good cornerback in the second round or in the first round, if you know, if Leonard Baum, my, my man crush, if he's not there, which I'm hoping he is, and if he is, I really want the Bengals to draft him, they could more likely draft a cornerback at 31, and that could be Elam or Booth. 
Um, so those are the way that's the way that could go. And that's why I guess I don't, I want to get sauce, but I just don't want to give up the draft capital because this is a crucial draft. I think this is the first time that we haven't had a draft for need in a while. And I know we need a cornerback, but you don't have to reach for one. There's going to be plenty of cornerbacks in here that we can get. And with the way that Lou Anarumo's defense plays in the zone, we'll be fine if we can get somebody who's comparable to Cheetah Bayouze. If we can get somebody that's comparable to him on the other side, we'll be pretty good. Hey, hey, and you never know, Eli Apple. We still have Eli Apple. He could step up and be more consistent this year than he was last year. So we'll see. Uh, Let's see here. Natty says, am I going to do call-ins on draft day? Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um how things go because I got I'm gonna have uh four people counting myself on here. Uh because we're gonna have uh Santori, uh Dale Altman, uh, also Kieran uh from the full 10 yards. All all three of those guys will be joining me draft night and we're gonna be uh discussing you know the feel of the room. So I don't know if I'll do calls or not. We'll have to wait and see. I might play it by ear. But I will be doing a jackpot Joey uh giveaway. Uh, that I still have to get for Maddie Myers. It's a flag. Uh, it's a, I think a shirt and a beanie. I, I can't exactly remember because I don't have it with me right now. Um, but I will be giving that stuff away. So make sure you guys, uh, comment and show up for the, uh, for the show. And we will definitely figure out a way to get those to you. Samuel says we need a punt returner. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's the thing, Sam, Samuel, there are so many wide receivers in this draft class that you can get a wide receiver who I think can, can fill in as your number four, possibly to develop into replacing Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd, but the reality of the situation is he's probably gone after this contract is up. So hopefully you can get a wide receiver number four and maybe uh, a punt returner on the same guy. That'd be good. And you want Linderbaum. I completely agree with you. I would love to get him. All right. Stranger. Uh, Sterling Wellerford is dropping. Looks like round five or six. Love the value. Yeah, that there's a lot. That's the thing about this draft, man. There's so many guys dropping and rising, and I've never seen so many people rise and fall in one draft in my life. And I think that's because there's no clear cut number one guy. There's no like you know. Last couple of years, like when we drafted Jackpot Jerry Burrow, we knew he was the number one guy. When you know Chase last year, you know all the quarterbacks are going ahead, going first, and then you had either um, uh, Pitts or Chase or or Sewell, and, and that was the, the 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 players there. So that's where I, I think this draft. There's no set guys. There's no guy there on this draft, and include Sauce, who I think is awesome. That I don't know. There's a team out there going. You know what? That guy. I need to trade up and get that guy. That's where I think this draft is different. That's why I don't think there's going to be a lot of people going to be a lot of people trading up in the draft, especially in the first couple rounds. I think it's going to be more uh, maybe late first round into the second round. Now that brings you to the Bengals, where they could trade back, and that's to me that's still a big possibility if Linderbaum or Wyatt or Elam or Booth are not there. So that's where I think that could be a very big possibility that the Bengals could trade back then. But we'll see. It just depends on how the draft falls. All right, Zach, David, what's up? Strawberry Ice, I need your help. <laughs> Should I wear old stripes, black burrow, or new stripes, white burrow, or new stripes, black burrow? Also, can I wear old stripes, <laughs> orange, AJ, green? Please help. I don't know. <laughs> Are you talking about for the draft there? Uh, me? 
I'm wearing new stripes, baby. I'm either going to wear to the draft. I'm going to the Bengals uh, draft party for the uh, season ticket holders. I'm either wearing my Jackpot Joey. I got three of them. I got three jerseys with the new stripes. I'm either wearing my Jackpot Joey one, my Chase jersey, or I'm wearing my Shooter. Shooter! Money Mick, uh, the Super Bowl jersey. And that's kind of my new my newest one. I kind of like that one. It's a white one. I kind of like that one the best uh, right now. But my favorite player is, you know, Jackpot Joey. So, I don't know. We will see. But I if if it's me, I'm saying new stripes because we're in the new era. You know, new stripes, new day, all that stuff that we had before. Go with the new stripes. That's what I'd say. Anyway, Samuel, let's see here. But I trust the Bengals management because the 2021 draft was pretty good from round one. Jamar Chase to round seven. Joe Bocci, who was pretty good. Too, because I want Sewell and I was wrong. Well, you weren't wrong on wanting Sewell. If there's a way to get both, <laughs> you know, get Chase and Sewell, I would have been all for it. By all means, I would have been all for it. But there's no way to do that. And and you can see, you know, if the things if Jackson Carmen would have worked out the way that Bengals had hoped to, he would have worked out. It would have been great, but it didn't. Sorry, I gotta gotta get a drink there. Talking a lot here. Uh, let's see here. Samuel said his vote is to wear the chase. He said I would wear the chase one. Uh, yes, and chase was an excellent pick. You are correct on that. Now, the other interview I had today was with Kevin Walker. Now, unfortunately, Kevin Walker is mostly known for injuring Bo Jackson. And I kind of always called it this that when the Bengals couldn't win a playoff game. I always kind of called it the Bo Jackson curse, you know, and I, that was just something that I kind of kept to myself. And like last year I started hearing other people saying it. And it was really interesting because I, I, when I got a hold of Kevin, I was, I was talking to him on the phone before I uh, set the time to do the interview. I said, are you okay with talking about that? If you don't want to, that's fine. And if you guys watch the interview, uh, he's the one that brought it up. And it was really interesting, you know, of, I didn't, concentrate on that part of it but it was very interesting to hear his thoughts on it and yes Wes he was a very solid linebacker out of Maryland he was and he was on the 88 Super Bowl team and for some dumb reason I knew he I, I he was drafted in 88 I'm like oh you were there the year after the Bengals went to the Super Bowl like no dummy he was drafted his rookie year he went to the Super Bowl I'm like well how cool was that his rookie year he got to go to the Super Bowl that was pretty cool he had some pretty cool stories about that and some cool Sam Weiss stories. And it, it's it's neat when you get these guys talking and what they always talk about, what they miss the most. And it's not really necessarily the game. It's the guys in the locker room, hanging out, BSing, having a good time. And almost every guy I've ever talked to, that's what they miss the most. Or I've heard other interviews or whatever. They miss the locker room. They miss hanging out with the guys, you know. So check that one out. Like I said, and the cool thing, too, about, about that 88 team, and, and Kevin uh, could take credit with this because for this because he was part of this team, that's the team that started the jungle. That's the team that started you know using Welcome to the Jungle from Guns N' Roses as our theme song. You know, that, so, so many cool things, great things started from that 1988 team. So it was really cool just, just to listen to him talk about that and the experience of how electric the city, the city was back in 88. I mean, we all experienced it this year, how electric it was when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl this year. And the cool thing about this year was, like in 88, 
we didn't have the banks or anything like that. We didn't have anything really cool like that downtown, right around the stadiums to to hang out with Bengals fans. And we got to do that this year because after the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, I went down there and me and Matty Myers were hanging out Jackpot Joey cigars. And it was an absolute blast. That place was off the hook. And that's to me, that made it even cooler experience than I had in 88. Now, 88, that was only 12. So I couldn't go to bars or anything yet. But it, that's another really cool one to go go check out today. And um, like I said, I got James Rapine tonight, 8 o'clock. I don't want to give too much away on that one. But you should definitely check that out because Hot Take James is alive and well. I'll just say it that way. Now, I have a question for everybody in the uh, chat crew. Where is everybody's heads at for the 30, 31 pick overall? Um, are you guys with me? Are you, are you with me for, for Linderbaum or are you more of the cornerback that we have to get? Cause I've had a lot of people say that we have to get cornerback and it's a big, a big, big need. And my argument to that is I think the bigger need was offensive line. Now, yes, we did fix it. And yes, I do believe in Jack's Carmen. I do believe he will make a big jump this year. The thing with Linderbaum is he is a plug-and-play center. He will go out there, and, and this is not from me. This is from multiple guys that I've had on my show. James Rapine, Joe Goodberry, to be to be the two most recent, that are hugely behind Linderbaum. And I think he is a chance to be an all-pro center. You put him there, you kick Karras over to guard work, Karras is a better guard than he is a center. He's a fine center. There's nothing wrong with him playing center, but he's better at guard. He's played it more. That fixes. You have five elite guys as your offensive line protecting jackpot Joey Burrow. It would be 180 degrees different than what we had last year. That would be, I mean, you want to fix the O-line? Go get Linderbaum and, along with Karras and, and Kappa and, and well, the bodyguards. The glass eaters. You want those? We got them. Add one more and it's over. And we're going to drop 40 points on people. I really do believe that. You put 40 points on people and you could average that. You don't need a cornerback because they're not going to be able to keep up with you. <laughs> That's my point. So, and, and people, we went to the Super Bowl with Eli Apple as a cornerback. I'm not saying don't address it. I'm not saying don't address cornerback. I say go get Kobe Bryant and I'll say this real quick. I'll tease this. You have got you have to go listen to what James Rapine says today at eight o'clock about Kobe Bryant, about how he thinks he could fit with the Bengals. You know, and that's the thing when you when you have a guy like Eli Apple who you went to the Super Bowl. Yes, I know there's a good apple and a bad apple, and there's a mixture of both. Hopefully, this year we have a lot more good apple. But if you draft a guy in the second round, third round cornerback. He could eventually maybe become your number two cornerback later on in the year. And the thing is, you don't necessarily have to gotta have a cornerback at number two right now. You you could make it without it, you know. We are we are going coming from a, 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 a line of strength, you know, where we don't have to reach, we don't have a gaping hole anywhere. We need to add depth. Yes, we need to add a cornerback. At least one to back up Eli at the, at the worst case, maybe pushing for that starting job. If you get that that center, fix that offensive line, 
It's it's over in my point in my opinion. All right, let's get to it. Uh, let's see here. Let me guess who started. Uh, uh, okay, Harold. Here you go. You are with you like Andrew Booth, defensive back out of Clemson. I like I said, I like him. And if if Linderbaum is gone, I have absolutely no no problem drafting him. I am more for people I've talked to, and I am no tape guru. You know. I watch a little bit of film on, on these guys. Not nothing like Joe Goodberry or Jane Drapine or Jake Luska or, or, or Bengal Sands or any of these guys. I've talked to them a lot, and from what I've heard, I am more. My personal, my personal opinion, I'm more toward Booth than I am Elam. Now, from what I've been hearing, I think the Bengals might be more toward Elam, and if Elam's there and Linderbaum's there, they might make me upset. <laughs> they might take Elam over. Linderbaum, but we'll see. Zach, James had me rolling when he said Rain would mess with his short ass. <laughs> when did he say that? <laughs> oh, not on his podcast. Uh, yeah, James does not have uh, very much. Well, he's not going bald. He just buzzes his head. Wes, if the center is there, I'm taking him. Otherwise, BPA. Yeah, and... Uh, Otherwise, BPA would be a cornerback. I really do believe it. if Linderbaum is not there, it is going to be a cornerback. And you never know if Linderbaum is there. It might be a cornerback anyway, which, like I said, would upset me because the Bengals did sign Ted Karras to play center, and they are very comfortable with him playing center. And they did draft Jackson Carmen to play guard and be a starting guard. So these are plans that they already had in place. So they do believe in these guys in these positions that they want them to play. So that's why I wouldn't be completely shocked if Linderbaum is sitting there and Elam or Booth are sitting there and they draft either Elam or Booth and not Linderbaum. I will not like it, but in Duke, I trust and Zach, I trust, but that's just where I am at. Now Haas says the bigger need is cornerback, but O-line is more important currently. Right. And like I said, again, I keep saying, I don't know if it's, we have to address the cornerback position with a guy who can at least push Eli Apple. That's why they to push him to, to, for playing time, to push, potentially, you know, kick Eli back to your, your fourth cornerback. And that's where you can get that in the second or third round. I really do believe that. That's why, you know, I'm not so sold that we have to get, and like you guys know, my guy is Kobe Bryant. If you can get him, I and like I said, I'd take him in the second round, but a lot of people say I'm crazy and we can wait to the third round of the game, but we'll see. All right, Stranger says, if the board falls right, my favorite third and one scenario is trade back 51-ish place and still get Linderbaum. That is, and, and that is an option that James and I discussed, and again, you can check that out tonight when it comes out, that uh, if he gets past us, how far does he drop? You know? And I don't know if, if the Bengals if Bengals definitely have to trade back, but you know, farther up in the second round to have a chance to get Linderbaum. And that's the thing: if they think they can get him in the second round and add more picks, sign me up. I'm all for that. I'm a, I really like more picks in this draft because I just think we need lots of depth. I mean, okay, let's just go through through the the positions that we we all probably need cornerback. Fourth wide wide receiver, uh, a safety, uh, a tight end, and an offensive lineman. You know, five of them. If the draft breaks that way to get 
the five guys you want in the first five rounds is very unlikely. So the more shots you got at, the more, more, more darts you can throw at it, I think the better. So that's why I am would really would not mind at all if the Bengals, if Linda Bombastere, and he's still dropping to take a chance and 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 get more picks and try to get Linderbaum with you know a high second round pick, give up our first round pick to somebody, get a high second round pick, and add, you know, have two two second round picks and add like a you know a fourth or a fifth or something like that would be great because another guy I'd like them to give be Matt Ariza, the punter. I'm just I got a man crush on him. I think he'd be a good one to take a chance on. But are you going to draft a punter if the safety is there that that you want? Are you going to draft a punter if the tight end is there that you want? And the answer is no, they they wouldn't. I don't think they would. But if you have extra picks and you can do what you did last year and you could pick Matariza like you picked Shooter, I'm all for it. Natty. But I see the Bengals feeling comfortable with the line and opting to go defense. Yeah, I could, and that's the other thing. I forgot. I didn't even mention that. Three tech. You need to get that. And that's another thing I, I kind of teased uh, a little bit. It, would, would Wyatt be there? And there are some thought processes that he might be there. I don't think so. But with him being 25 years old, that is playing against him. Now, he took the extra year because the COVID year. That's why he's coming out as a 25-year-old and not a 20 three or 24 year old. And that does play into factor that he is older, that it's not a good thing, but if he's there, I don't know if, if I come down the wire, I don't, I have a hard time not taking Wyatt, but I freaking love Linderbaum. So that would be a very big, I'd be torn. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see Hunter. Don't pay attention to Elam's 2021 tape. He bought, out because they sucked and he was injured. I yeah, I, I his tape from what I've seen has not looked very good. So Haas, I'm telling you, Cam Taylor Britt is a great cornerback returner you can get in the second round, or Kobe in the third, who's also really good. I, I'm with you. I agree with you on that. Uh, that's that's kind of where I, that's what I'm saying. Get Leonard Baum. That's who I would really like to get. Uh, let's see here. All right. Stranger says, uh, I would hate round one Elam and round two or not to be, I would not hate round one Elam and round two McBride. I wouldn't hate it. Like I said, if they pass up on Linderbaum, I, I, I could just, I could just see it. I, I, I can tell you, I can just see it. he'll be like a five time pro bowler. And, and he was right there and, and we, we could have got him. I mean, the honey badger was right there and we didn't draft him. Patrick Mahomes, I think, was there. And we didn't draft him. <laughs> now I'm glad we got jackpot Jerry Burrow. So that one doesn't bother me as much as it did before. Just saying, Leonard Baum, I just I can't. I, I can't pass him up. That's just me. Let's see here. Sammy, is Leonard Baum better than Karras at center? Yes. Yes, Leonard Baum is better at center than Karras is. Karras is a better guard. And, but Karras is not a bad center. There's And it's not another thing, a reason that I liked them to do this. Okay. So we signed the three guys, our three gla- glass eaters. We signed Lyle Collins. We signed um, Kappa and we signed Karras. We signed them all for three-year deals. In three years, we have to make sure we have guys behind them, which would be Jackson Carmen. Uh, we need to also make sure that we don't have to replace them plus 
somebody else, you know? So if you have Linderbaum and you have Jackson Carmen and you have Jonah Williams, that's three guys that you can that are already going to be there. And it's not as big a deal if you lose all three. Well, Karras and Capitz. So that's another reason where I'm thinking ahead to the future. That's another reason I would like to keep Linderbaum or draft Linderbaum instead of Booth or Elam or anybody like that as far as that goes. It's just you got to think of the future because because we want to make multiple runs at the Super Bowl here. You got to be able to do that with players. You're not going to be able to keep everybody. And that's why, to me, drafting the best player available, drafting for the offensive line, because the future of this team is jackpot Joey Burrow. And the better you can fortify that offensive line, the better it is for the future of our franchise quarterback and the better it is for the future of our franchise period. Keith, I feel we should get one of these great safeties first. Lewis Klein from Georgia, for me, is the perfect because defense today can use three safeties on the field. Go for Cam Jurgens, center Nebraska in the second round. I don't hate that, um, but there are safeties if the draft falls right that you could get. And they do have to, and I said this earlier, and if they do have to get a safety because you don't know what's going on with Jesse Bates. You don't know if they're going to resign Volmo. They, they, they have to address that. That is that is one thing that I think they're going to have to address in the draft somehow. So I don't hate that. But like I said, I want Leonard Baum. <laughs> but he might not be there. I don't know. Wes, I do believe we take a safety. That may surprise us earlier than we expect. I wouldn't be surprised if we take a safety. I'd be shocked if we take one in the first round. I'll tell you that. I... I I want Tyler Linderbaum. I believe they're going to take a cornerback. <laughs> That's what I think they're going to take. I think they're going to take Elam or Booth if they're there. That's even with Linderbaum on the board. That's just a bad feeling that I have. Just from talking to, to different people who are way more in the know than I am. So that's why I have a fear of that. So I, I, I that's, that's just a fear I got. I'll just put it that way. Samuel. What round is Matt Ariza going? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, most of the time, I'm thinking like fifth round, sixth round, but you never know. Uh, especially the way shooter change things, they could somebody could step up again. Now, I know he's a punter and, and and he's not a kicker, field goal kicker, but he actually is a field goal kicker because he has kicked field goals in college, which is another good reason to draft him because. God forbid something happens to to shooter during the game and he can't kick. Well, you get the punter. Let him go kick, which he can. And he's kicked 50 yarders in college. So we'll see. Stranger, I lost interest in Wyatt when I learned of the domestic violence charges. Yeah, I know that that one. And that's another reason why he could drop too. So I don't know. I can't really speak on that. I, I don't know the full story of the domestic violence charges. Um, but that's another reason I, I know they're out there. Uh, but that's another reason why I'm thinking that he could drop to us again. So that's one thing I think the Bengals have to do their due diligence on and de- definitely double, triple, quadruple check, see what's going on there. And I have no doubt that Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor are already doing that. Zach, future-wise, we could also get more alignment in next year's draft. We could, 
or we can get Lyman in this year's draft and <laughs> get Lyman in next year's draft for three years on the road when Kappa, Karras, and Collins all come up. There, you know, so that's I mean, yes, we have Jackson Carmen, and I think he's going to make a, a leap. I, we have Deontay Smith. I think he's going to make a leap. That's it, though. Those are only really two ones I am confident in that are going to make a leap that actually have a shot to be starting offensive lineman for us. So that's where I'm like, okay, get Litterbaum and go get some more next year. <laughs> you know? So you, to me, you can never have enough offensive linemen, especially when you have this core. We all saw what happens when we don't have a good offensive line. We're going to have a chance to have a great offensive line. If we have Linderbaum, it's going to be an elite offensive line. And then you keep drafting to replace those guys. And that's where the Bengals, this is where the Bengals messed up when we went on our five-year playoff streak where we didn't win, win a playoff game. When that ended, it ended because we didn't have anybody to replace Whitworth. We didn't, you know, Obwehi wasn't worth. We didn't have anybody to replace Zaytler. We didn't have anybody to replace Marvin Jones, Bar- Mahad Sanu. Those guys, we didn't have anybody. That's why I'm saying you, they Bengals have got to look forward to making sure they're drafting guys to replace, sorry, Jesse Bates, uh, Tyler Boyd. You know, th- these guys are the offensive line. These guys are not going to be here the whole time. The, the max of these contracts are three years. So that's where I'm like, we've got to really, they've got to really look. And I believe they are. I believe that they, at least I'm hoping they, they've learned from their mistakes of how it all fell apart so quickly, you know, in, in what was that, 2015, 2016. So that's where they have to go and make sure that we are drafting for depth, which also means the best player available. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, if Booth and Elam are there and Linderbaum is your 15th highest rated player and those guys are your 16th, 17th, go get Linderbaum. Go get the best player. Go get him. You know, because you never know, Elam and Booth, they could drop back down. Or if they're all there, trade back. You know, get a high second-round pick. One of them could be there. You know, you could get more draft picks, and maybe you can get Booth, Elam, or Linderbaum. One of them could be there. You never know. That's where I'm like, I'm not against trading back. All right, let's see here. Uh, Okay. Stranger, if we take a chance, I say, on Darren... Kendra in day three. I, you know, I don't know who that is, so I cannot talk on that one. <laughs> I said, I, I'm trying to keep up on everybody, but I haven't, I really honestly don't know who that is. Uh, let's see here. Brad Adam Anderson just indicated with our oh, rate charges. Ah, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, that's not good. So we'll see. All right. Hunter, imagine Joe Burrow taking more than a three step drop. I know. May, we can take a five-step, seven-step. Hell, hope we can sit back there and eat a sandwich. <laughs> and then go, oh, Evan, Chase is down there somewhere. Yeah, like every play, yeah, that would be awesome. Jeff Holmes. Hey, by the way, you didn't sweep us, okay? <laughs> He's a Cardinal fan, as you can tell. And a Bengal fan. Um, let's see here. I don't believe we'll be able to sign Bates long-term because he's priced himself out. Keeping Burrow Chase Higgins long-term is a higher priority to the front office. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. And I don't know if Bates has actually priced himself out. I think his, his uh, agent has. 
So anyway, if you guys, you know, we're, we're talking back and forth. Anybody want to give me a super chat? I, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. You jump right to the top of the line instead of me, you know, scrolling down here for the next, you know, 40 minutes or 30 or 20 minutes or however long I'm on here. Rob, what's going on? Bates could still decide to take a team friendly deal. Otherwise he's gone. Ah, yeah, but I, I, he hasn't done it in two years. I, I don't think he's going to, I mean, I, I want them to sign Jesse Bates, but we're into April, man. I mean, I, if he was going to take a team friendly deal, I think he would have done it already. I said it a couple of times. It'd be nice if he'd walk into Mike Brown's office and say, I'll take it, you know, like TJ Watt did for the squealers, but he hasn't done that yet. So his agent now, give his agent credit. He's been getting his guys money. He's been getting his guys paid. And I will never go against an NFL player trying to get as much money as you can because they are not there that long. They have a very short career. You try to make as much money as you can. So we'll see. Cincinnati Bengals, do you think the Cincinnati Reds is tanking the season just to get the number one draft pick next year? I think they're tanking this year because they don't want to spend money. That's what I think. I mean, I yeah, I just they don't want to spend money. I mean, that's kind of been the issue for the last couple years. And I have you guys seen that um, Phil Castellini has uh, apologized for the second time uh, because he's getting banners flown over the stadium. Fans are showing up with bags on their head. I mean, literally, we are the worst team in Major League Baseball. This is the worst start we've had, I think, in fifty years or something like that. I don't even remember. I mean, we last time. We've had one time where the Reds have lost 100 games. That was a 1982 team. And I remember it. They were awful. <laughs> they were not good. They were not good at all. Um, and the way things are going right now, if things don't change, you could be looking at that. I kind of asked Chris Welch that, you know, do you think this team could win or lose 100, 100 games? And he said no because of the players that are coming back, which Jonathan India is coming back tonight which I agree with, but we got a, we got a pretty big hole right now. And the other thing, and, and I know people ask me this, do I think David Bell needs to be fired? No, I don't think he needs to be fired because what the hell is he supposed to do? <laughs> you know, but do I think he will get fired? Yes. I, I will be shocked if David Bell makes it through this whole season because that's the thing to do. You know, the team sucks. You know, they didn't give him any players. It didn't help him out at all, but you know what? It's the manager's fault. We're going to fire him. I would rather fire the owners. <laughs> I, that's what I would rather do. You know, I mean, I, I would build the wit junior guy who owns the Cardinals from Cincinnati. Bob Castellini was part of former part of the ownership of the St. Louis Cardinals. Walt Jockety was the GM of the Cardinals back then. I was thinking we were going to be more run like the St. Louis Cardinals, the Tweety birds, as I fondly call them, where they're always in contention and then they're winning world series and they're not spending a ton of money. You know, everybody's like, oh, my goodness, they're not going to sign Ira Pujols. Well, how'd that work out? That's pretty smart, pretty good for the Cardinals. Why can't we do that? I, You know, I, I don't understand. When the Reds sit there and look at what the Bengals did, how the fans are back. And, and the debate is, is this a baseball town or a football town? It's a town that likes to win. We want to win. You know, we got two well, – we got three professional – well, four professional teams. Actually, you've got the Cyclones and, and you've got FC Cincinnati. But we got two big ones. The Reds and the Bengals. What do we want to do? We want to win. We haven't won in so long. We want to win. That's where I 
don't understand why the Cancellini family doesn't get that. But that's the thing. If you win, we'll show up. Like I said, the Bengals fans are, for the most part, forgiving Mike Brown for 25 years of not winning anything until last year. So we're pretty easy to get us back. And Phil Kessley is right. You know, he is right about this. You know, a couple of years, if the Reds start winning, then yes, we'll come back. But he doesn't need to tell us, go, hey, where are you going to go? You know, we're your only team in town. But like, like, dude, don't do that. that. That makes no sense. And you keep apologizing for it. Just goes to show that you really screwed up. And, and I don't really believe any of your apologies. I, I really don't. You say you're frustrated. Cool. Welcome to the club. We've been frustrated with you for the last two years. We had a World Series contending team in 2020. Hell, we had one last year if you would have spent the money out of bullpen, but you didn't. So you're frustrated. Trust me, we've been frustrated with you, but you're not supposed to tell us that because you want us to come pay for it. Sorry, customer's always right. Just saying. All right, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> Rob, tanking is not a strategy, man. Manner or strategic manner. Yes, exactly. All right, Haas. Uh, talk about Jurgens here. Jurgens can also play some tight end, at least the blocking, and maybe some red zone tricky plays. I love Leonard Baum. Thought, though, he, bah, though, but he's my number two center. And he, he could be number two center on people's draft board. It might be number two center on, on the Bengals board. I don't know. I'm hoping he's not, but we'll see. Brad. The Reds didn't even talk to Castellanos Cassiano, about a contract. I know. And if you guys saw that, that clip, I retweeted it from uh, Chris Rose, where they both are like, we feel bad for, for Reds fans. I mean, I don't really need you to feel bad for me. I just I just need more content like that out of saying, you know, we deserve more than this. I mean, us Cincinnati fans deserve more than this. I mean, Nick Castellanos, if you, if you listen to what he said, he goes, this is a historic Baseball team. It's the very first professional team ever. Professional baseball team. The first team to play a night game. The first team to do almost everything. The big red machine. Like, I'm 47. I was born in 1975 when they went back-to-back World Series. I don't remember it, okay? I don't remember the 70s that well. I I remember it a little bit, but not very much. I remember the 80s when we... Finished second a lot, and we were competitive. I remember the '90s a ton. I, I, you know, Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, all these guys are 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 legendary, legendary Cincinnati Reds. You know, the 1990 team was my favorite team of all time. Chris Sabo, my favorite player. Barry Larkin, Eric Davis, the Nasty Boys. It was awesome. We won. You know, and that's all we wanted. We want to be in contention. We want to at least be given a chance that we could win. That's what was so much fun about last year up until about August, where we were in this thing. It was fun to watch them. They kept coming back. I love the heart of the team. I love Nick Castellanos and, and, and how he, you know, he made a statement. Opening day, stood over to pit the St. Louis Cardinals pitcher. He said, we're here. We're not going anywhere. We're going to compete. That's what Cincinnati wants. We want to compete every freaking year and have a chance to win. Like, Bob, we went through a six-year rebuild, and we got two years out of it? What is that? The church is like, and, and you guys are like, oh, it's not that easy. Blah, blah. Sure it is. You had a team. You traded them away. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying spend like the Yankees. Spend smart. And like Nick Castellanos said, 
And Chris Rose said, you know, well, they probably couldn't afford you. And Nick goes, well, how does he know? How do you know what you can afford unless you make an offer? He's got a point. Who knows? Nick might have taken less money to come back here. I don't know if he would have or not. I don't think, I don't know if he knows or not. Or not. He wasn't given the, the option. You just, we're not going to, we're done. We're not going to, we're not going to sign him. You know, Jesse Bates, or uh, I was gonna do that. Jesse Winker, our young upcoming star. You know, well, we're going to get rid of him. Our all-star, Sonny Gray, one of our best pitchers. We're going to get rid of him. Why? <laughs> For what? Uh, I just, I don't get it. All right, let's see a stranger. I saw the Big Red Machine live in concert. <laughs> don't know. I was there for 3,000. I was there for the, fir- for the first perfect game in team history. That's Tom Brown and Mr. Perfect. And I missed. Oh, you missed it. 4,192 by a week and a half. Now, I'll give you this. I did not see 3,000. I was alive for it. I did see or listen to, I should say, not see, listen to the perfect game. And I saw 4,192. So I saw all that. But not the, like I said, the bigger machine. I mean, I got to remember like 82 team, and they stunk. And not the 82 team, you had Hall of Famers on the team. You had Johnny Bench on the team. I'm pretty sure, uh, well, Hall of Famer that should be in the Hall of Fame is David Concepcion. It's a complete travesty that he's not in the Hall of Fame. He was on that team. I think George Foster was on the team. Ken Green Sr., I think, was on the team. I don't remember. But I know Gary Reese and, and Eddie Milner, and Paul Householder, and, and Wayne Krenchicki. And all, all these guys were, were on that team. And I remember that team, <laughs> you know, I remember the, the 80s team the, from 85 when Pete Rose, 84, 84 Pete Rose came back and 85 to 88, they finished second every year. I remember the 1990 team. I, f- I love that team. That team fit Cincinnati. That team was so nasty. <laughs> they were the nasty boys. They were the bullpen, but they took on that whole genre. And that's what we had last year. With the Cassianos, we had that I'll fight you in the parking lot, you know, mentality. We had that last year. And I say this a lot. I said this a lot last year. And I, I'm not gonna take credit for it. Lance McCollage said it. Sometimes you don't pick the year, the year picks you. You know, they can sit there and say, which they haven't said this, but 2024, we're we're gonna compete. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. You don't know if that's gonna happen or not. Because I remember when we built the stadium in 2003, we were supposed to compete then. Well, that didn't happen either. That's what drove me so much, so nuts about last year. Anyway. All right. Let's see. There. Uh, anyway, it's about, what time is it? Oh, about 6.20. So here about 6.40, the Reds will be doing the very first, very first, the first pitch. And I want to get out of here and go watch it. I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? Anyway, like I said, I am up to. 1,600 subscribers. You guys are awesome. Like I said, there's a ton of cool interviews on the channel today. Please make sure you go and check all of them out. Like I said, I got James Rapine coming out tonight at 8 o'clock, so make sure you watch that one. And I just generally thank you for all the support you guys have been giving me. I really do appreciate it, especially the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And here they are. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can always follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight for this one. I might try to get the other ones up on the podcast. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but check out the podcast. 
Make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. It's pretty easy. It's right there on the app. It's up in the corner. It says rate. Hit that. Five stars. Bam, bam, bam. One, two, three, four, five. I would appreciate it. It just helps more people find my podcast. Also, leave a comment. That would be great. I appreciate it. appreciate that as well. Like I said, YouTubers, we're at 1,600 or 1,600 people subscribe to my show. That is awesome. I can't believe I have that many. That is awesome. We are rolling to 2,000. I'm trying to get 2,000 subscribers by the time the football season starts. So September, let's just tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. I would greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow on the show, who do I have? I don't even know. I had so many different people on. I can't. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow will be a very interesting one. I have Chaz. I hope I'm going to say his name right. Sizzle, I think his name. <laughs> he is the former drummer of the band Breaking Benjamin. Uh, he's a sports fan. And he's an entertainer. So we will check him out tomorrow. Be a lot here live at 5:30. So make sure you, you guys tune in for that. I have a big draft special coming up Thursday. Like I said, it's gonna be Santori Dale Altman, my seat neighbor, uh, along with Kieran from the full 10 yards. All of us will be discussing the draft. What is about to happen on that night? That'll be Thursday night. And also that night, I'll be doing a jackpot Joey giveaway. Like I said, I haven't figured out how I'm gonna do it yet. Got to figure that out. But anyway, make sure you guys check those out. And other than that, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Check the channel out. James Rapine coming out to you tonight at 8 o'clock on my channel. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!
daddy, we gon' rise and I 